This episode of CampCast is dedicated to Cammie Resnick, who sadly passed away a few weeks ago. She was one of the biggest camp people any of us had ever met. She went to an all-girls camp up in Minnesota, where she went for almost 15 years. She loved her camp friends and her camp family more than probably anybody else in the whole world. And she made camp a priority and a big part of her life. We miss her every single day, her big heart, her big soul, her big spirit. So Cami, this episode is for you. Disclaimer, if you are any of our campers, we apologize that you have to listen to us speak again, but you chose to listen. Yeah, this is your So fault. have fun. <laughs> Hello, CampCast family. Hi, everyone. Hello. We are back, your favorite partners in crime. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're here. We know it's been a few weeks, but we, you know, we're human. We have other things going on. And like we said in our trailer, new episodes whenever we have right. the time. You you didn't, you signed up knowing that we would not be consistent. So yeah. So really it's your fault if you're Truly. upset. Truly. Sophie, how are you? How are things um, with you? Things are okay. It's getting a little colder um except for today it was a beautiful day today (laughs) which was really nice um yeah things are good I I've been doing well work is good I made a friend here which is great yeah I don't know things are all right good not 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 much nothing really is happening so there's not much to report but yeah Adina what are we talking about this week Sophie good question this week we realized that our first two episodes, we talked a lot about the counselor side of camp um, and our experiences as counselors. And while all of it is true and accurate depictions of what a summer looks like for us the past few years, we wanted to talk about the other things that we do at camp outside of being camp counselors. Yeah, there's a, and there's a lot there's a lot to that. There's stuff that happens year round. There's different jobs that we've both taken to help out um, around camp. And, you know, so much goes into planning one summer and most people don't see the other side of it. And there's a lot that we don't know probably, but um, you know, from our perspective, there's a lot that as counselors, we sometimes take for granted about what goes on at camp. And we wanted to share a little bit of what we know about the other side. There's going to be two sections of this podcast. The first section is going to be about stuff that goes on during the year. And the second section is going to be stuff that happens at camp. But a lot of stuff happens during the year that a lot of people might not know about. There's different conferences and conventions that are put on by our camp, that are put on by Jewish camps in general, that are put on by various organizations. Um, And we've gotten a lot of stories, but also some good, like, good stuff that was useful to, that for us as, uh, as counselors. For example, one of the conferences that Sophie and I both attended was in the winter after our second year on staff. It was put on by our the national organization that our summer camp is a part of. And it was a really great way to meet people from other camps very similar to ours. We met a lot of Um, important administration in the camping world and it was just a really like fun way to break up the year in between finishing our summer on staff and then waiting 
for the next one. Yeah, and it was nice to be there during the winter. Yeah, it was, it was such rainy. a different. Yeah, it was rainy and cold, and it was a different like, you know, like camp gets really, really hot during the summer, and and it was yeah. such a cool like, like there I you know I'm I've been up like our camp is also like a center that like hosts different like weekends and stuff. So a, re- a retreat center. Retreat center, thank yeah. you. Yeah, and. And, but I, I had never really had the chance to go up during the winter and it was really cool to be there when it was chilly and rainy and wet. Yeah, absolutely. It was really fun to, to be in a like camp environment because we're so used to wearing shorts and t-shirts and we were all, we all packed like jeans and tights and long sleeves and stuff. And other camps, we realize other camps around the country do that. Right. They, they get rain during the summer. They get rain during, they have rain plans mm-hmm. and like they have to bring rain boots and raincoats. So this was a fun little exercise for us, um, us silly Californians in weather. Um, that's it, just in weather because yeah. we don't know what weather looks like. And it was cool that those types of things are also fun because we we had different food. We had sushi, yeah, which anyone who goes to our camp nose is not a regular occurrence i, f- I feel like it's not a, a regular on most sleepaway camps menus <laughs> no probably not but our kitchen made sushi and we got like i think there was fancy desserts it was we felt a little fancy we did feel fancy like we were yeah. being treated like queens yeah and because it was at our camp and there were people there who had never been there we definitely felt a little pretentious, like oh, totally. Already, we knew the lay of the land. We, like, we know like, where to go. Just follow us. We'll take you to this building. Ugh, we're terrible. Yes, exactly. And we talked exactly like that because we were, we were a little, little um, full. Of we it. had a little bit of an ego. Yeah, we had a little bit of an ego. That's what I was trying to say. So. Sophie and I also did another conference together. That was weeks before we were starting our fourth summer on staff it was like I, right I, after I just took my I remember I just took my finals and I came with yeah. all of my school like I had like huge suitcases from all my school oh my stuff because I went did. right from school right to Pennsylvania yes and we went to a beautiful camp in Pennsylvania and this conference is put on by an organization called the Foundation for Jewish Camp and it is very large organization that works with Jewish sleepaway camps and day camps all across North America. Yeah, there were so many different people there. So many different camps were represented. Yeah. Canada, the U.S., people from Israel. It was like everybody. One thing I do remember is that I had to, because I had those big suitcases, this camp is like known for like having a very, very big hill. Yes. And they, like sometimes they have like a little shuttle thing that goes up and down the hill. But I remember <laughs> like schlepping like my two huge bags all the way up. And I don't know who's someone. It was either like a stranger or one of my friends. I don't remember who it was, but they were like, why do you have so much stuff? And I was like, I literally took a final yesterday. So I don't know what you wanted me to do. But um, it was a very big hill there. But it was really it was beautiful. Yeah, it was really, really pretty. And we got we learned a lot about different camp like traditions and policies that like happen that we were when I remember there was one specifically that when when it was mentioned was was completely shocking to us which was Chalk Waco. Chalk Waco is an acronym 
that stands for, and bear with us, consensual hugging and kissing with all clothes on. So C-H-A-K-W-A-C-O. And this is something that we had never heard of, but it is a part of other camp cultures where it's basically just time to have special hangout time with your friends. Consensually. Consensually. And I, and you know what, like to us, it was a shock, but I am very glad that the consent aspect is emphasized and put there first. Um, yes. Very important. But it's just, it was just like one of those things where we were like, we would, we, we, we would never bring that up. We would, that's not something we like really talk. I mean, maybe more now, but it's not something we would really talk about, but it was just like, well, other camps like have this known yeah. thing that they, that a time period where they like have this stuff I don't know it was weird yeah it was weird but that was also one of the really cool parts of this this um conference was learning about all other camps because at a certain point you realize that you're pretty sheltered in the camp that you went to and the camp that you you know and love and there's thousands of other summer camps in North America and hundreds of other Jewish summer camps and we learned a lot. I mean, there were things we brought back for sure. And also fun things along the way. We learned a really silly um, birthday song. Oh, God. They rhymed every word with the Hebrew word sameach, which means happy. So they said, like, it's your cornerstone birthdayach, which just kills me. Yeah. So it was a little silly. But there were also great things. I had a specific moment this conference where and it may sound silly but I kind of put all of camp into a new perspective and really realized the importance of my years at summer camp and what I was providing for my campers and my friends and I cried yes she did (laughs) I cried in the middle of our little like breakout room um one of our friends who was there he said something about like you know, it's not just a place to say, to tell kids to be quiet for four weeks. Like, it's so much more than that. And I was like, oh my God, it's You're so right. much more than that. And I like had this whole moment of like, oh we're God. nurturing souls and lives and bringing people into a positive space and teaching about life and love and lessons and how to be a better person. And I like, do, rec- I, you are correct. And I do recall laughing at you. Yes, everybody laughed at me, which was granted because it was ridiculous. <laughs> you did cry. <laughs> I did cry, but but it's true. It's, it's and so true. and and it's nice to when you're so in it, you're you yeah. get you can it you can kind of get beat down. It's it's hard work and it's tiring and yeah. you're and it's hot and it's just exhausting. And sometimes coming at it from that outside perspective and really like understanding that like the reason we're making this podcast is because we've been shaped by this place. So like, mm-hmm. it, it just, there's so much to it that, you know, I think your breakdown was warranted, albeit silly. It was <laughs> silly. And it gave me, like you said, such a good perspective then going into the summer and such a nice framework for the next two summers of being a counselor. I just had such more appreciation for my counselors and for my kids and for our 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 supervisors it was just it was a breakthrough I needed and it was really silly 
So never be afraid to cry and have a moment about yeah. something that you're passionate about because one day you'll be talking about it on a podcast yeah. with your friend. And, so it's totally life, worth it. And life lesson in general, never be afraid to to have something that you're passionate about and show that you're passionate about it, no matter how you know silly it might seem. Just like a good good tip for all to remember, just be yourself, folks. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, we're just yeah. really shedding such beautiful light on people's lives right now. <laughs> yeah. Take with that what you will. And granted, at this at this conference, we also fell asleep in a stairwell. So we did. There's a picture to prove it. Maybe we'll share. Yeah, we could post we could post Instagram. it. Instagram. <laughs> Check it out. Those of you in it, you know we're coming to ask you if we yeah. can post it on our Instagram. We also had a um it wasn't a big incident, but we did have a minor incident that happened. Oh, yeah. A friend who, I don't exactly know what happened, but she had an allergic reaction to something. I think she, she either got, uh, yes, I'm pretty sure she does. She got either like a bad bug bite or a bad rash and her cheeks like blew <laughs> up and were like red and itchy. Maybe we'll and, ask her if we could post that picture too. Yeah. And she... <laughs> like was walking around with soda cans on her face because they were cold to like help with the swelling and the itching. And it really just goes to show you that you don't have to be in camp to have something go wrong. Something will inevitably go wrong if you're then, dealing right. with a camp something. Yeah, totally. Another thing we got out of Cornerstone is a trip to Disneyland. <laughs> we did. Sophie and I we were, I don't remember how it came about, but we were kind of very like, spontaneous. Have, it was very, and we are not super spontaneous no, we're people. Not. We're not, we're not, we're not. But we, people. I think we were just like sitting and we were like, what if we went to Disneyland? Yeah. And we went and, like a few days after it wasn't, it wasn't long after because we had a meeting that day and we went on a ride <gasps> during a camp meeting and we, I, it was like Space Mountain or something. And I remember I was, I held my phone really tight in my hand and I was listening to the we like participated in the beginning so that we wouldn't have to participate later it was like yes or camp and they knew they were there we had two meetings because we also we were on a ride (laughs) and remember we were eating lunch yeah 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 and that one we did have to be on like I think it was about something important and at one point we like said something like we we were trying to say something and And they were like are you in Disneyland and we were like yes we are in Disneyland. But we planned this like a week ago. So yeah, we did. We we planned it at the conference and then we went to Disneyland like a few days after we were both back in LA. And then it was I can't great. believe we went on a meeting, maybe multiple meetings on a ride. We did. We I do did. very much it remember was... like holding my phone to my ear on yeah. a ride and like trying to pay attention. I'm yeah. so sorry. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> But makes for a good story. And we had a lot of fun at Disneyland. We did a, we had a good fun. day. I had to go get earplugs. It was too loud for me. We did. We went to first aid and got earplugs for Sophie. It's too loud. It was too loud. Don't make fun but of me. I'm not. And we met. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We <laughs> met these two. We were in line for something oh in feel like Snow White or Peter Pan. Like one of the smaller fantasy yeah. land Holy rides. crap. And these two girls were speaking Hebrew. And so if you were like, we like our radar went on, we were like, ah, Jews. <laughs> um, and we like t- 
turned around. I don't, mm, I don't remember how we got to talking to them. Me neither, but I do remember that we made the very ridiculous decision to like drive them back into Los Angeles. We did. They were coming from Israel to be staff at a summer camp in North America, which is a very common thing for um, Israelis to do after they, they can kind of finish up their army service or right after they finish their time in the army, they can do this great program where they come and they work at a Jewish sleepaway camp in North America. They make lifelong friends. People come back years and years. We know somebody who did it one year and he's come back every year. He's been there longer than we have on staff. Yeah. Yeah. And now he works for the organization that sends um, Mm -hmm. Israelis to North America. Wouldn't it be funny? Really awesome. It'd be funny if they were, if they had gone to, to our camp. I don't think they did though. No, they didn't. But Um, they were like, can you give us a ride back into LA? And I was like, sure. I, I was driving. So I was like, you know what? We'll do, we'll do a mitzvah. We'd, gotten to talking to them for a while we felt comfortable with them and they kind of just hung out in the back seat of our car on the way back and then like ubered from your house to yeah to wherever they but were I, going. I they mean, didn't it, they'd never been there before they were like really lost yeah i don't bl- look good for them for asking i would have just like i would never have asked um and yeah. i'm glad we could i'm glad we could help them out yeah it was a mitzvah it was it was a good deed and if you're listening to random ladies we met in Disneyland. <laughs> shalom. <laughs> shalom. We are so happy you came to America and came to Disneyland and that we met you. Yeah. I don't remember their names. No, not at all. <laughs> no. No, it could be no. I could, it could be anything, Adina. And Literally I don't and anything. I'm not gonna name random Israeli names. So. Yeah. But you know, another way that camp brings people. Together. Yeah, who knows? Maybe you'll find your best camp friend at Disneyland. <laughs> you might. You might. You never know. Another great conference that I was able to participate through camp during the year is a conference in St. Louis, Missouri, which is where I live right now. And it is called Song Leader Boot Camp. It is run by two incredible people. Um, one who's a pretty prominent um, musician in the Jewish community and his wife. Um, They come to camp every summer. Their son was in the age group I worked in one year. I've seen them since I've lived in St. Louis. They're really, really great people, but they put on this amazing conference that is all focused about music and song leading and the power of music in the Jewish community. And I've been able to go to this conference twice and it, it was, it was amazing. I met, I met so many people from all over the country, from so many other summer camps, from just like the music world, from the Jewish music world. Um, and like above it being a networking event, which it is, and which is an awesome part of it. It's also a great way to bring back stuff for camp. All three of the like conferences we've talked about have led to us bringing ideas, concepts, programs. Yeah, I mean, for Cornerstone, we had to do our own, like, for Cornerstone, we had to do our own, like, program. What, like, you know, what, what did we want? to bring back to camp specifically for each each of us individually yeah and we each brought something back and as a group we had to bring something back and slbc song leader boot camp 
led to a lot of songs being brought back to camp and music and songs for a good few years were not really at the forefront of camp's mind. Um, they weren't so like loved as much as they used to be. I, I mean, well, camp it's on used a really to have good track right now to bring that back. I think camp years before uh, year, like my parents' time, our parents' time, music yes. was a big, yeah. big deal. Um, and it, and it was when we were growing up. I think yeah. it just somehow faded a little bit. But I think we're, I think it's coming back a little bit, which is always good because yeah. music is great. Yeah, and I think with the introduction of song leader boot camp and having staff members go to that and come back and bring this energized attitude about music at camp has been really great. Um, and so for two years, that was part of my job during the summer. As well as being a camp counselor and living in a bunk in a tent, I worked on music staff and I taught a couple hours a day of music to certain age groups. And I was able to lead um, song sessions in our dining hall for the whole camp, which was truth, truly my favorite part of the whole thing. Really? Um, I loved it because I definitely felt way cooler than I was. Okay, that's um, We had little... Um, microphones like headset microphones so we looked like Ooh. Britney Spears oh like like yeah oh yeah and they were amazing and you could like move around the the dining hall and like they would follow you you know it was great and we had guitar and piano and it just it was so much fun and on Saturday afternoons after lunch on Saturday we led a like special Shabbat song session with songs about for Shabbat um also for the whole camp and that was just so fun um it's always fun to to do camp-wide activities Mm -hmm. and especially like coming from song leader boot camp with all these songs and good attitudes like bringing that and sharing that was an awesome extra part of of my counselor experience another I don't know it sort of leads into it in terms of like being able to get up in front of people and lead. One thing that we both did, we were both Schlichetzibur. Um, yes. I don't know what the exact translation of that is. I think it means like, like sending the community. Like, yeah, it's like leader of the order or like leader <laughs> of basically you're just like a the you you're like the prayer leader. So like or, yeah. or so what we did, we would we would either lead the prayers in the morning or we would delegate to someone else to lead prayers in the morning. It was like, if, if our staff had questions about it, we were the go-to people because we would have weekly meetings with the, with the head of the prayer, Rosh Tfilah. It's hard to say this stuff in English because I just, it just sounds weird in English. We would have meetings with Rosh Tfilah. And yeah. And I actually really, I actually really enjoyed doing that. A really cool thing about being Shliach Tzibor and something that Sophie and I were both able to see was our friend did it when she was a second year counselor and we were a first year counselor. You can't be um, a Shliach Tibor your first year. You kind of have to learn like how things work really around prayer and stuff at camp on staff before you can kind of take charge with it. So we had seen her do it and I was like, that looks really cool. That sounds like a really awesome way to just like have a little bit more responsibility. Sophie and I are some of the few people who like tefillah, like prayers, yeah, I, we like going yeah. to services. Yeah. Well, and look, I think, you know, there's this weird culture around talking around tefillah as if 
it's like this terrible thing that you have to go to. I really like the routine of it all. I love yeah. routine. I love being able to read the same pages every morning. I liked getting up and doing it. Like, yeah. And like, you know, I feel like when we were for like four years, so yeah. I learned, I, you know, I learned a lot in the process and I learned how to be a better leader in front of people. I learned how to, yep. how to delegate better because I did have a time where I was like, I'm just going to do it because no one else does it right. And I'm, which is so rude and terrible, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stubborn sometimes. So, but I learned, a, I, you learn a lot. At camp, sometimes it's hard to find routine because there's something new going on every single day. Like you have your schedule, but then a speaker comes or it's color war or you have your overnight or yada yada like there's all these other things so having kind of the constant of tefillah in your day is really really nice one of the special things for me is that my third summer on staff one of my very very good friends taught me how to put on tefillin um which was awesome and I started wearing that every summer and then our campers started wearing it because it typically women don't usually wear tefillin in more in certainly not in very religious spaces but in more religious spaces you know it's kind of like a not every not every woman does it but I started doing it because my friend did it and like that kind of stuff is really powerful and meaningful and like even if they're like well I don't really like praying that much it's at least like challenging stereotypes in Judaism which can translate into going out into the world and and challenging stereotypes there yeah agreed I think like this this extra job specifically probably taught me the most about just Judaism and like how I wanted to practice as a Jew and like that was really special and I don't think I would have had the same experience the same feelings about like Tefillah and, yeah, and, and, and and you know stuff, what? So. We wouldn't know how to run all around camp looking for benches that other people stole. That's true. People steal our our benches and our doors, our prayer books. There's like never enough. Somehow they get stolen. People don't put them back. It's very rude. And it's really it's frustrating to have to like to realize that you've woken up in the morning and you haven't checked the location that you pray in and then you get there and there's like one bench and three books and you're like well I have 70 people who have to have who have to be on the benches and use the books and then that's that's a pain so just like put stuff away I don't know (laughs) that is one of the frustrating things is like having to get up and like make sure that everything looks good which is something I forgot to do all the time another fun part about this job in particular is kind of being like in the know of a really cool part of camp um, and being around when our incredible Rosh Tefillah, the head of, of Tefillah and kind of the religious parts of camp um, make, you know, he's a really cool guy. He kind of revitalized the camp experience um, and re- like makes our jobs a lot more fun um, we do have a really special story to share about a tefillah thing that happened. We do. We do. It's a little wild. So hold on to your keepas, everybody. Oh my God. <laughs> because we're getting crazy here. For some context, every Friday night, we gather, the whole camp gathers together in our beautiful outdoor um space space it's on the big hill in our camp it's 
just it's beautiful and everybody's there i mean not just campers and counselors but specialists and the doctors and the nurses and all of the educators and it it's a huge to do everyone dresses up everybody's out clean it's very very nice um and we come and we welcome shabbat together yeah and we used to have we have prayer books that we read from and they used to be like by the time they got new ones they were really old falling apart they were like pretty blue cover but like coming off of this like ripping at the seams basically they were dirty and just it was time for an upgrade um yeah and camp spent their money really wisely on a really great new sidor it's the glossy pages like you can't really rip them yeah really beautiful new books this was a very big deal like we grew up with the old blue books I have such memories of being a camper and holding those books, clapping with them, putting them down on the bench, dropping them on the floor, all the good (laughs) stuff. And so these new books were super, super exciting. And the first week that we rolled them out, um, to use a business term, during the rollout of these new books, our friend notices something a little bit off about them. She noticed a typo. on one of the pages and it wasn't just like it wasn't just a nor like we're not just saying huh they made a mistake no 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 there is a there's a prayer called the Hatsi Kaddish um I don't to be honest with you I don't really know what it is and I don't know what it's for it's in Aramaic also which is really fun just fun little fact so I don't think it has something to do about like bringing yourself like closer and holier to god but it's it's this the same words no we're not clearly the same words appear in multiple different places and times during the service again called the kaddish but there was a typo and the way the hebrew word was spelled was that it said kakish which for those of you with a dirty mind yes it does sound like a slang term for poop And we're and we're and we're really mature. So this is what makes us laugh. We're adult women laughing at a poop joke. We are. So this this poop reference is now in all almost all of these books that they spent so much money on, years redoing that went through like a million and a half peer review process. Yeah, it's I'm just sure like whoever was the editor really was disappointed. <laughs> yeah, because it's really just a little sad. The way that it like worked out, this poop joke circulated. Yeah. And because the word Kaddish is in the Friday night service a lot, there's different names for it. So there's the Chatsi Kaddish, which is like a half Kaddish. The Kaddish Shalem, which is a longer, it's towards the end. It's like a full Kaddish. Yeah, the full Kaddish. And then Kaddish Yatom is the last one that you say, and it is typically said by those who are in mourning, so for those who have lost someone. So the word Kaddish <laughs> circulated with a speed like no other. And anytime somebody had to poop, we weighed the scale of the poop by what kind of kakish it would be. Was it a hotsi, Was it a hotsi kakish, just a little bit? Or was it like a kakish shalem, a full Right, a like full was kakish. it a full, a full kakish, a full poop, or 
was it like a kakishi at home one like nobody should go in the bathroom yeah. after you <laughs> so we are children long story short our senses of humor <laughs> have aged us down <laughs> this is a terrible story to segue with but we're just going to segue anyway um to the next part of our story <laughs> Sorry for the poop Amazing. jokes, I guess. Actually, no, no I'm never not sorry for the poop jokes. You're, we're not you know sorry. What? You're welcome for the poop jokes. That's right. You are welcome. So like Adina was on music staff, my first year, I was also on sports staff. I Some first year, uh, first year staff members are hired to be like sort of this like specialist position where you live with the campers, but you also kind of do like a nine to five job doing something else. I was the basketball specialist because I played basketball in high school. Um, I wasn't very good, but that didn't matter. You were great. Um, you were so good. Yeah. Don't and I, and I, it, it wasn't just me. I did have like an Israeli staff member who like actually was a basketball player. <laughs> so that was very helpful. Um, but I basically I would like wake up, eat and pray with the kids. And I would go and I would teach basketball to every age group, including like the gone, which is like the kids whose parents work there who are too young to be actually in camp. So we, I taught them basketball too. That was fun. Um, it was, yeah, it was really hard work. It was tiring being out in the sun. Yeah. Do you know? Sophie also taught me to play basketball. I did. One night I'm forgetting what summer it was, but I realized like, I actually don't know how to get the ball into the basket. (laughs) And Sophie and I walked down to the basketball court and you taught me how to shoot some basketballs. I guess I did. So you did. If you, if you need, if any of you need any help, you know, playing basketball, I guess I'm your go-to. It was really hard work. It was tough to be out in the sun um, all day like that. Um, I got a great sock tan. That was awesome. Um, but, I, but one thing it did is that I got to meet a lot of people that I would not have normally met. I got to meet a lot of different kids from a lot of different age groups that I never would have spent any time with. And I have, there's one moment that really sticks out to me that actually happened to me the most recent summer we were, we were at camp. So 2019, um, we had, I don't know what program we were doing, but I was with my campers and we were in the art room. We were like rotating around doing different things. And I was doing this station where we were like making bracelets or something. And the two girls in there who were art staff because they have to like unlock the room and make sure we're using all their stuff appropriately whatever they came up to me and they were like weren't you the basketball specialist five years ago and I was like yeah I was sure yeah and they were like we actually met in your basketball class I think I like was subbing for volleyball we met in your volleyball class we didn't know each other at all I think it was like just the three of us and you sat and you talked with us and we you know, pass the ball around, whatever, but now we're best friends. And like, I don't even remember them being, you know what I mean? Like, I don't remember that. I don't remember being there. I don't remember having that volleyball. I don't even remember having that volleyball class. But like that moment was like, so beautiful where they like, they remembered that I helped them be friends. And like, that's something that is so special that like, you can't get anywhere but camp. And like, you know, having having the memory of that summer being very very challenging but knowing that something really beautiful came out of it is very very special yeah I love that story I think that that really shows kind of ties in like the breakdown I had at that conference that we talked about earlier (laughs) of like it is so much bigger and it is so much better and some of these tasks tasks throughout the day can seem like a little mundane 
But because Sophie and I had these these other extra jobs, we really got a lot more out of our experience. And I know that a lot of our campers who are listening are going through the application process to be first year counselors. Yeah. And having an extra job, whether that be like a specialist or working with the GON or you know, doing something maybe that you didn't envision yourself doing at camp, it really can provide a lot of extra joy and extra meaning to your yeah. summer on staff. Being a camp counselor is something that I feel like I know that I can, something that, it's, a, it's one of the things that I know that I'm good at. And I credit that to being on sports staff and to being able to have this, per, the like, perspective of both sides and a summer where I was really working so hard. Like, I give all my credit for how I, for how I do the things I do to being on sports staff. So I would encourage everyone to just think about like, what do you want to get out of this? Right? Like, yeah, it's, it's for the campers, but it's also for you. Like, what do you want? What kind of counselor do you want to be? What kind of staff member do you want to be? What, what, what's in it for you? Think, you know, think about yourself as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and having these extra other aspects of our summer gave us such an appreciation for the other side of camp, the other like programming side. We have a whole person at camp who is dedicated to making sure somebody has an activity to do every single minute of every single day. And like counselors are only really a part of that for a tiny fraction. Yeah. The specialists carry carry the the summer. (laughs) They carry the day, let alone the entire summer. And being two people who have experienced both sides, like we're so grateful for everything that specialists do. Totally. At any summer camp. It's 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 so, so incredible. And you make such good connections with kids that you don't live with. Like Sophie didn't live with those girls and they're best friends and she made a really good impression with them. And that's, that's what camp is all about. I think that about does it for this week's episode. Yeah. Thank you guys so so much for listening again. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you everybody who keeps listening and who keeps coming back to listen to um, our silly little passion project. It is so much fun for us to do. And if you're enjoying it, let us know, rate us on Apple podcasts, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at campcast underscore podcast. Yes, and DM us. Check out the link in our bio to get to head to our website. Um, we love hearing from you guys. If you've got feedback or you just want to chat with us, we're here. We love you. We are so grateful that you guys are listening. Absolutely. And share with your friends so that they all can listen and, and experience the joy that you have every time you yeah. listen to this podcast. You're welcome for that joy, folks. You're welcome for that joy. You're welcome. Bye. Yes. Cut it. <laughs> Slice it. Produce it. Done.